Hello, welcome to a very special um, recording of the podcast. Um, it's myself, Brendan, and Philip here. Say hello. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a little bit happy um, because this is basically a reaction pod to what happened on Tuesday night in the Champions League in Anfield. Um, special night. Um, even I can tell that, like, um, but. The man beside me is beaming from <laughs> ear to ear. Um, what What's your initial reaction? Uh, initial reaction? <laughs> last night was... Uh, my initial reaction last night when the final whistle went was uh, just sh- sheer relief and then uh, complete emotion. Like, I, I was with Sarah. Obviously, um, a lot of family members and friends will have seen she was filming me sneakily <laughs> how I was reacting and um, it was just added to the entertainment added to the entertainment for all of you yeah and it was just pure yeah a lot of tears like I'm not gonna lie and a lot of emotion even this morning I was listening to a few things on 5 Live and it was bringing it back And oh Ian Dennis if you haven't heard the commentary <laughs> go and listen to Ian Dennis's commentary of just even a synopsis of all four goals will be enough, and I, the final whistle. And I'll talk about this later because I got actually I actually listened to that last night. Um, yeah, just I don't know. I, I I don't I don't really like saying things like this football club is so different. This football club gives you all this because I don't really think it's fair. Because really and truly, like every every sports team you support and you buy into, like we do in our both our teams, all you want is for them to give you nights like this. Yeah. Uh, and it's not even about the fact that we're in another Champions League final. I think this is our ninth, our second in a row under Klopp, our third European final under Klopp. Um, and people still don't rate Klopp. But as I said last night, football's not for them. Yeah. Um, it's not even that. It's it's the sheer like the fact that they were three 0 down against what everyone's been saying is the best team in the world this season, and they never once from minute one gave up. And it, and it was a case of the fans. It's easier for us to get up. Because we're going to it and uh, or we're at home and we're able to shout and roar and we're not involved, we're not in the thick of it. And the fans last night beforehand created a big atmosphere and it was good, but a lot of us didn't think what, what was going to happen would happen. Yeah. But the players never, from minute one, believed, they believed constantly they were going to do this. Yeah. And that's all you can ask for, like from your team. Uh, do you think that comes, uh, where does that come from? Does it come from Klopp or does it come Jürgen from. Jurgen Norbert Klopp. It is. is where that come from? Uh, because he, I know one of one of his post match interviews, he said, um, "This is impossible," but it's not because it's you guys or something like that. Yeah, Didn't he yeah, say yeah. something along yeah. those lines? Um, he called them mentality monsters. Aye, which uh, which really does sum it up. Um, I think um, Marca gave like they only gave Messi and two other players a star, and I think they usually. The I think rate. Coutinho got a zero. Yeah, I mean, seven or eight of them got zeros, um, and all of the Liverpool players got threes. Like, <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> is probably right because there's nobody you can pick out from the Liverpool side last night who who didn't do who didn't go beyond and above above and beyond, beyond their yeah. job. Yeah, last night if you even just take Fabinho for example, like he was especially missing Salah and Fabinho, uh, you think. Okay, it's it's got to be all money, even Rigi like, <laughs> like, and the fact Shakiri spent the first half half giving Barcelona the ball, yeah, <laughs> just giving it away and just giving it away, and then it away. 
just turning turning the tap in the second half and being outrageous. Yeah. And putting balls in of ridiculous quality into the box. <coughs> like by picking like specifically picking out men in the box with a cross is not an easy thing to do and he did it twice within like thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Trent Alexander Arnold has two assists in the semi final of the Champions League. Yeah. Um it's just, I, I've walked around all day in work, um and I they'll probably listen to this, some people in work and <laughs> the, the bosses might share to me what <laughs> I walk around the days all day and work and um I'm just uh, what Monday night like Brent will know and the other lads in the sports bubble and close friends will know that Monday night uh, especially me sort of chinned to me a little bit and really knocked the stuff out of me because Vincent Company did what he did and scored an absolute screamer of a goal and everyone was thinking well that's it then. That's they've, our season over, that's basically, our season isn't it? Over, yeah. They, they've. I think I said that to you. That they've won the league, and um, we're we're really up against it tomorrow night against Barcelona. So it sort of was like, and you, I was sort of humming and hawing whether I wanted to even sit down last night. Yesterday morning, I was like, what am I going to do? I, my dad's away at the game, so I'm not watching it with him. They, um, they want to sit down and watch this. They want to go through this or what I'll do. And so they grew on. I was like, no, I will. I'll watch it. Like, I have to watch it. You can't turn your back on a team because they won't turn their back on you, which they did in the last night at the Bears. And, um, yeah, then that happens. Like, and you just... I, I, and we'll talk a little about the game as well. So I'd like to talk about things that happened in the game and what went on. You mentioned Fabinho. Um, and he got booked after 15 minutes when a tackle he shouldn't have got booked in. I don't think. And that's yeah. not me being biased here. That's a brilliant tackle. Yeah. And it was on Suarez. And you could tell because he was he was really angry at, at the yellow card. And he was really angry at Suarez yeah. from minute one. So with that reaction, you can with almost without seeing the tackle, you can tell whether a player has deserved it or not. Most times, um, and you could tell before seeing the replay of the tackle that it was very harsh yeah. and he he got the ball. And I think that played in his favour. That I think the referee to a point as well sort of went, okay, maybe. Because maybe that was a bit harsh because Fabinho then fouled about three or four times after that. He did foul after that and yeah, yeah. referee didn't even give them a warning. Yeah. He just went right play on. But um Fabinho absolutely superb. That's that's a colossal performance from the midfield. Yeah, even jo- after Henderson. That. Yeah, especially after that. To be on and constantly go after Messi. He didn't sh- shirk away. There's once where he couldn't tackle him. Uh, and I think Mata brings Messi down for a free kick and we're le- leading three 0 and you're thinking, Oh no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. gonna smash this in. He doesn't. Then he gets the corner. From the exact same place. Yeah, exact same spot. And Alisson, Alisson, that was Alisson's best performance for Liverpool. Yeah. And he's been brilliant for Liverpool this year. So many good saves, so many key saves. But there's a point in the night, at halftime it was 1-0, and you'd have took that. Um, Origi score, and it was just perfect, like the way he, they're going to name Anfield after him, so he keeps <laughs> doing this. Um, I think it was 1-0 um, last year to Roma. At halftime. At halftime yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Which Gary Lineker pointed out at half time. And then Roma scored the two and see Roma's winning goal. It was from a, a corner kick that was hit low. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. On that side, on the exact same side. That's right. Jordi Alba's yeah. side. Um which, you know, Barcelona really look at. And we'll talk about that goal to win it as well, because it's important we talk about that. But yeah, so that happens and it goes in one nil and it's look, it's a scrappy goal, but it's it's it, it gives everyone a lift and you're not half time one nil and I was on a FaceTime call with the two Rancher lads uh, that are here because the one's still I, don't know, I think he's in Baku now. Um, you believe now? Yeah, well he might. You know he could probably end up playing at that fella. You never know where he'd find himself. And um, 
You're probably getting the Arsenal say. <laughs> I was talking to them and and then I came off the phone and I text Patrick because uh, Andrew came off the call and I, I was texting my mate Patrick and I says to him, um, Luis Suarez is acting, I apologise for language coming up here, a shite house here and karma's going to come back and bite him in the hole. And I just sort of, I just had a funny feeling something was brewing here. Like I just, and you would have took winning two or three, well winning two nil maybe last night and been like, yeah, we fired it back at Barcelona and look what happened. But he kept going, Suarez, all the shit house And when you look back, then at halftime, it flags up, Robbo's off. And what happened to Robbo? And it was him that did that. And then you see things like... And he how, meant it. And he meant it. And you see things like how when Messi scored that free kick, Suarez ran into Robertson's face and laughed and squealed in his face. And I know people look at us and say it's so hypocritical because we're Liverpool fans, but like we now see how much of a shit house he is. <laughs> so yeah it is hypocritical but you're allowed to be a hypocrite like there's no you know I don't mind being a hypocrite at times and hold my hands up and say yeah isn't I backed him so many times when he was with us yeah. I did because it's not like he was an angel when he was at Liverpool like he's, no, he's always been like a like, dick yeah, yeah. like he was and we backed him because he played for us and we are like yeah but now you're on the back of you're thinking but that's ha- a standard yeah that's a standard response like uh, it's the same with Diego Costa like absolute shithouse like, and I would have him at Liverpool Diego Costa yeah because you know he's I mean? a shithouse yeah I, I mean I saw a couple of separate Chelsea Twitter accounts last night saying we need Luis Suarez at Chelsea because because of his well probably because they hate Liverpool but you know because of the that the fight yeah it is but it it, it you're right like it, it probably did come back to bite him last oh, night oh came back to bite him absolutely in the hole and he like the fact that everyone was getting on his back as well you saw like see when it goes 2-0 when Eldon comes on for Robertson at half time and I'm thinking no because like, mm. Robbo has been so brilliant this year he's arguably been our, up there as our best player of the season with yep. Van Dijk and the, the three lads up front the goalkeeper Matip I don't know how to go on here like Trent Alexander-Arnold Joe Matip turned into Paolo Maldini by the way has been an added bonus um, again he was outstanding oh, and when Alden scores it makes it 2-0 and you look at Suarez and Suarez didn't want it he he you could tell by his face and you'll see it on social media so many times in the next couple of days they'll show this clip constantly Suarez in his uh, you could tell by his face he was blank and he looked lost mm. Coutinho hooked he looked lost Barcelona were like what is going on here and within a minute it goes 3-0 yeah, Shaq's it, ball in to Wijnaldum in that header that, that was a great goal Like yeah. I, I know the fourth goal was so it was ingenious the way it was worked but in terms of looking at a goal that was the best one I think like, yeah um, but the thing with Barcelona is just to touch on them a wee bit like you're saying after the second goal there like Messi when it, it automatically cuts to Messi obviously it does after everything but even he looked shell shocked and he looked like he knew what was coming even at 2-0 he, it was as if he knew oh we're going out here and none of them had that instead of having that reaction none of them had that right come on you know we need one goal. I I am the, I am an advocate of Messi being the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. right? And I know you're an advocate of Ronaldo, and and there is merits in both, obviously, and and they literally you can't really split them if you if we put our, all put our hands up. But that's twice now that Barcelona have had chips down and looked to be absolutely out in their feet, and the greatest player in the world has disappeared. Mm. He did. He tried to come through Liverpool down the middle. Nothing. After when it went three 0 he had that chance to free kick, and that was it. Gone after after um, Allison saves. You know when they get the corner and they float it back in. Shakiri forgets he's being fullback for two minutes. Yeah, yeah. And Messi's on the, at the front post, and Allison saves it. After then, Messi disappears, 
And that's like that's the one thing that you can fire back at me about Ronaldo. Like when the chips are down, Ronaldo, yeah. his team mightn't win, but he will bust himself. Like he will keep going, and he will try. And and that, I was thinking that this morning. I was like, where did Messi go? Yeah, really, you know, really, it's it's a night, it's a night for Liverpool, and it's a night about Liverpool. But you know, it's also a night about Barcelona. Yeah, they they're like, yes, Liverpool produced what some people are saying the greatest comeback in European history. I'm obviously going to say that because I'm biased. Like, this is the greatest night on Anfield? Yeah, it yeah. is the greatest night on Anfield. Like. Yeah. Um, I'd say if we win the league on Sunday here, it'll also be another good night on Anfield. But um, yes, definitely. And it is about Liverpool and performance of Liverpool and the fact they kept going and how emotional it was and, and how even the subs that came on just bust themselves for Liverpool and all that blah, 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 and whatever. And, but Barcelona are such an integral part of this because they didn't turn up. Mm. And they can't... You, like, you cannot be seen as the greatest team in the world if you if this is what happens when the chips are down. And a Champions League the greatest final. teams in the world. I'm not calling Liverpool the greatest team in the world at the minute. Now on this mark, because we've won nothing. We haven't won the Champions League yet. We haven't won the league yet. But the greatest teams in the world, when chips are down, find a way to get through. Yeah. That's why, like, the other night, Man City stacked against them. A little bit of pressure on Leicester. Company, far, company hoosed one in from 25 yards. Do you know... 45 yards <laughs> whatever it was like <laughs> yeah it was insane but I know what you mean the, the, that's why you have players like that at your club like, and that's why you know obviously the amount of championships Champions League Messi and Barcelona have won with different coaches but that's why you have those players in your team to step up at moments like that and Ronaldo always usually always does um, and as you said that's twice in a row now Messi ha- he just hasn't like there's no getting around it to if he if he'd have, if he'd have stepped up, Barcelona are in the final because you yes he stepped up in the first leg but they needed him in that second leg more than they needed him in the first because if he wasn't there in the first leg, Coutinho scored and, and Suarez was there etc. They were at the new camp. It's easier for yeah. Barcelona. And like the first I don't half, think it's, a, it's the hardest place to go in Europe away from home. Certainly one of them. Yeah, I, 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 and. In the first half, he he did step up because he was he was up for a little bit. He was going through players, and but then Liverpool just put the shackles on him, and it was such a brilliant performance as we were already mentioned by Fabinho midfield, and then Joel Matip and Van Dijk at centre half. And there's a brilliant photo of Messi running through, and it's Fabinho, Matip, Van Dijk, and Trent chasing him, and Van Dijk's uh, pointing, telling Messi where to go. Pointing to go down this channel. Oh, Messi's actually, if you look at the photo, he's turning to go at Van Dijk then, as if to say, no, fuck you, I'll take you on. But that's where Maddox wins the ball. Yeah. I think it's not a foul there, it's the ball's won there. Um, and he, they just put the shot, and, and that's a part of it as well. It's not just that he just didn't turn up. Liverpool, just defensively, were just so unreal at times. Barcelona had their chances. I still don't know how Jordi Alba didn't score mm. that one on one at the end of the half. Yeah, you fancy it's, him. It's a very good save, too. Like. It is a brilliant save, but nine times out of ten, you fancy and what Alisson saves it. Suarez and Coutinho both had good chances in the first half as well. So Barcelona certainly have their chances, but on mad nights. It's sometimes it's uh, like I know better than most. Like sometimes you it's know what it's like to go to the like, new camp. Yeah, like you just went to the new camp and got pummeled and got absolutely done. In. I remember Bojan's chance. Yeah, got absolutely chinned. I remember it all. Bit all over the new camp, and Torres goes up and puts him out. Ramirez lobs fucking uh, Valdez, like what? Maybe the greatest ever goal scorer at the Newcastle. Like it's never, it's never, and it's never brought up that goal with Ramirez. It was brought up. I think you shared it on social media not that long ago, and I was like, 
flip I remember, and I went and watched that game again highlights of that game again obviously everybody remembers it because of uh, Gary Neville yeah. uh, almost collapsing but like Ramirez's chip is ridiculous yeah. I actually think I remember celebrating that goal because I just couldn't believe how ridiculous it was because yeah. he's running through and you're thinking oh, man, what's he going to do here <laughs> he loved him but um, speaking of goals that just blow your head off the fourth one mm. uh, Trent it, obviously Trent's a scouser and he's a Liverpool fan and it's not the one that was an Everton fan become a Liverpool fan like we had before or vice versa this is a born and bred red diehard red um, everybody just loves and adores him like because he's one of us you could say that at the end yeah he was the last one off the pitch and yeah. he walked around and he walked around in the Barcelona fans last and he tentatively went to applaud and then they all stood up and applauded him back and then yeah. he sang and, and it meant so much to him you could see him in the dressing room getting emotional it meant so much like yeah. James Milner crying by the way that, every time I see that sets me off yeah. um, and for him to be the, the only person switched on when the greatest player in in the world or one of them anyway whatever you want to argue it's on the pitch another one striker in the world Luis Suarez on the pitch Van Dijk uh, all these other Terstig and the best goalkeeper in the world I think at the minute like he's up certainly up there all these players on the pitch and the youngest fella on the pitch is the one that switched on the most on that ball boy who's 14 <laughs> and he fires it in and then when he hits it like Origi's not even looking but Trent sort of shouts puts his hand oh brilliant finish and he fires it in and Origi scores like, and if you look back at the goal again and, and look at it with a crowd atmosphere even Anfield's like I don't know what's just happened for a split second like the third goal has roared more than the fourth goal because everyone is all like what? Do you think people thought it maybe did, wouldn't count? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't think it counted yeah. until your text came through uh-huh. and like when it went 1-0 I roared the house down when it went 2-0 I got louder and roared the house down when it went 3-0 Sarah came in and told me to be quiet because I was literally like all of Lurgan would have heard me I was like hoarse when it went 4-0 Sarah was in the kitchen and I was like Sarah <laughs> and she's like what is it Sarah it's 4-0 and like my voice is cracking and I was getting emotional even then she's like what is it it's, I, I'm not even putting anything this side so it's 4-0 it's 4-0 as in like oh it's 4-0 you know this is this normal or like I was just completely stunned she came running in and she's not well she came running into the living room so like what I can't believe this and I was like it's 4-0 I didn't know what to do I just kept saying it's 4-0 over and over again I couldn't stunned like seems to be the overwhelming reaction or the overwhelming sort of um, feeling from everyone when that fourth goal went in because um, Barcelona were obviously completely stunned as well <laughs> Klopp didn't even see it he said he had to ask Woodburn turned yeah. around to him and said what just happened he said I don't know <laughs> like that's it, it, it's absolutely brilliant for um, the spectacle of it and for football in general because you could see like um, on social media afterwards that you know any, anyone who um, who loves football can't not feel happy about that result. Apart from if you're a Barcelona fan, probably. But even as you said, they clapped as well because they they appreciated the moment. They appreciated what yeah the what ones just that were there were superb. Like they yeah. were so respect and they applauded Liverpool off because they knew what they just witnessed was obviously pretty horrific and obviously pretty special too. In, in a sense, yeah. A, a point I was going to make to you um, was about Barcelona and. Yes, you know, there's there's arguments for and against La Liga and the Premier League, etc., which is the best league in the world. And they, they all have their their good and their bad points. But do you think there's there's an argument for Barcelona 
not playing teams of, of that standard enough until they play them in the Champions League. Whereas in the Premier League, you're properly tested week in, week out. Because Sid Lowe tweeted last night that, it, I think it was in the first 10 or 15 minutes, he said, make no mistake about it, Liverpool are the best team Barcelona have played this season by a long stretch. He's well. I would listen to his podcast, the Spanish football podcast, quite a bit. And he's been saying this for a while now, that um, even before they got each other, he thinks that in the Champions League, Liverpool are still probably the best equipped team the toughest team, um, and Man City obviously as well. Sorry, that um, Barcelona could face, and then when it was come down to it, that it's going to be Liverpool and Barcelona. Said he had said himself like that he thinks that they could really, really push this Barcelona side, and you go back to the first leg as well. Liverpool could have, they could they could have won this like seven three. And I I don't think that's silly me saying that. Liverpool were very good in the first they leg. They were very good in the first leg. And I think that <coughs> the fact that they didn't just go out there to the first leg um, and get chinned and not put a performance in, I think that helped. Yeah. Because Klopp would have probably said to them, well, look what you did here. You know, this can happen. Football's all about moment and about luck. And you, if we get this, this can happen. I think there is a strong case. And I know La Liga fans or whatever, people that seem to hate the Premier League. Um, I think it's 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 kind of a, it's a hipster thing now to do it, I think, as well. Mm. Look at the Premier League. Look at the state of it. Well... Lads, this is the second year in a row team from Premier League is in one team anyway is in Champions League final. There could possibly be two and two in the Europa League final. So I think the Premier League's doing all right. Mm. Um, and we look at teams like Wolves, and we talk about this on other podcasts. Wolves and um, Everton. Everton are getting stronger. Watford and Leicester. Like there's a, there's a top ten in Premier League teams now that are, you know, advanced to them against teams at that level or that. Say, all over you know, Europe. You yeah. played seventh against seventh in the Liga. I I think the Premier League would win. But anyway. Uh, yeah, I certainly think I, I think as well like they're not they don't. This is gonna sound so Sam Allardyce here, like, but it's the physicality of sometimes of teams and especially Liverpool. People don't get thinking enough. But they're a very physical side. Mm. They will harass and get at you. Henderson's a lump of a fella, like yeah. he is a bruiser in midfield. Well, right up the right up through the middle. Obviously, you have Van Dijk and Matip, and then Mane Han- too for all the season. Yeah, and. But Henderson and, and Fabinho, Milner is, is is very aggressive and physical. Um, but even the the one that I really thought and, and surprised me was Origi. How <laughs> how well he held the ball. I like I didn't think he was a. Uh, yes, he you know he's he's a centre forward. He's a number nine technically, but he's not. You to look at him, he doesn't look like your typical number nine. He like, holds he, the ball up so well. Like Origi or Batsway, right? Uh, this is like two years ago or a year ago. You're like. Well, it's Mishy Batsaway. Mishy mm. Batsaway, brilliant finisher, pace, power, looks like he's coming good. Yeah, it's Mishy Batsaway. And Origi went off then on loan for a year, and for a he was a forgotten man. But he's come back, he's been in, bit, uh, in, in and out of the team, and in and out of the squad, but he's always there. And last night, that performance for him, as you said, was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. I think it was Alan Shearer kept mentioning, he couldn't stop mentioning it, how he's just sort of harassed and manhandled. And, like, I think Origi was the best player on the pitch, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I would go with Fabinho or Matip and Origi close behind. And Matt, it's hard to pick one actually. Like, but Mane too. Yeah. Just, and if you saw it beforehand as well, Mane was giving Origi pointers, and I was like, "This class, he's obviously telling them what we're going to do here next, and blah blah." And this looks like big brother, little brother situation, yeah. a scenario. But he he never shirked from it, Origi. No, the reason that the reason that the, they were all unbelievable, but one of the only reasons I would say that is because of how little he has played and how all season I mean and how. 
big an impact he's had when he's come in and when they've needed him. Like that's that's the sort of squad player you want. Like that's a squad sort of squad player you need. And people were saying as well, no Firmino, no Firmino, no Mane against Newcastle. No Firmino, Origi's there. Liverpool really need to go and buy a striker in the summer, mm. which is fair enough. I think for them to say that scores the winner against Newcastle. Then they're thinking he's out. He's out last night, right? I know this looks bad, but get through. Get whatever happens tonight. Liverpool in the summer, one of their prime targets should be go and get a striker. But look what he's done. And people say to me now, Philip, that's two games. You're being a bit mad, but it's two massive games that he. Well, had. Two, you said Derby. Two, and yeah, obviously that as well. But I'm talking about just there and now. Aye. Two, you get our two biggest games of this season. Newcastle, we had to win, and then Barcelona, we had to win four 0 and he has come up and he has stepped up to the mark. And we're letting Sturridge go in the summer. I think it would be daft to let Origi go. Absolutely. But, um, what was your reaction like as a non Liverpool fan? Yeah. You're not a big fan of Barcelona anyway, like which is fair enough. No, I'm not. Like, and obviously with connection with you and whatever all season, um, and and what actually you know even if you take our connection out of it or whatever, and and any Liverpool other Liverpool fans that I know, just I think I tweeted it as well based on what. Um, Liver both Man City and Liverpool have done this season in the Premier League is ridiculous. Like is is better than anything we've ever seen before in the Premier League in terms of standards and consistency. And for that, for two unbelievable things to happen, both those clubs within those forty eight hours is is really quite fitting. I think, and that's another reason why you know I I wanted to see Liverpool do it last night, and um. It was more when when I sat down to watch it. It was more in hope, or you know, just to see hope in your heart. <laughs> um, just to see what they could muster, you know, if there was any fire in them at all. Because after the first leg, and then after Monday night as well, it must have been so hard to even self motivate. Like never mind Klopp trying to motivate them. Motivate himself to motivate the players, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. um, but it, it you could sense that you could really sense it, like, a, even as a neutral, that something was happening and Barcelona weren't at it. Like, and the Liverpool fans, like, some people don't like booing, but it really it unsettles in a way, team. And the calling Liverpool, him a fat bastard, too, probably didn't help. Like, <laughs> and the but I mean, Suarez himself. Uh, gives it and I think he uh, he's at least big enough to accept that he's going to get it back um, and he probably expected it and just like the fact that he said he wouldn't score if he or celebrate. wouldn't celebrate if he scored and all um, and then everything today obviously Suarez is right he wouldn't celebrate like because you know he, he hardly apart from that one chance he had he hardly I got a sniff like. Liverpool seem to do this thing where they they decided early on that it's going to be Van Dijk against Suarez and Joel Matip against Messi. Mm. Now, six months ago, like someone tells me that I'm checking myself in the Craig Avon <laughs> to get oxygen pumped into my system because that's night-night. See you later. But it really, really worked. Oh, yeah. Because Van Dijk loves, loves the physicality of it. And he hoofed Suarez all over Anfield last night. And 
the, 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 one of the best things last night was afterwards when Robbo was being interviewed. I don't know if you saw this. I saw it, yeah. Des Kelly's interviewing him. If you haven't seen it, Des Kelly's interviewing him from B- BT. And he says to him, like, I know, you're injured now, like, and obviously you and Luis Suarez have been going at it for the two games and blah, 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 such and such. And Robbo goes, yeah, but who's going to Madrid? And I just love that. Like, I absolutely love that that little dig, that little, like, Andy Robertson is just such a cult hero now at Anfield. Like, he just gets it. He, and not just Liverpool, he gets, like, football fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, and he gets, like, even, he gets the working class and, and the lower classes as well. You know, he's not a snob completely. He does a lot for the food banks. He's a brilliant, brilliant fella. One that everyone would want in their club. Um, But... I just, I still, like, even we're talking tonight, and I doing this podcast, I still can't believe what happened last night. And you said beforehand that about listening to Five Live and the Five Live montage. Well, last night I couldn't sleep because some people, and people that don't follow sports, laugh at you, mm. right? I bawled my eyes out when the final whistle went, literally bawled my eyes out. Um, and Sarah doesn't need much to get her going either. She was obviously beside me, like, and whatever. And like, I got we went and we got up to bed, and she was going to sleep. And I was like, I, I'm not sleeping here. And I thought, do you know what? I'm gonna listen back to the match on Five Live. Now I listened to the first ten minutes. Boom, goal! Atmosphere went. So anyway, that set the tone. I skipped it forward to five minutes before the second goal, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought I'll. I was sort of calming myself down as well. I thought, I'll listen to this here, I'll just drift away off, and I'll be absolutely delighted. Like, and I'll be so happy, and I'm probably going to cry here anyway, <laughs> but Sarah's asleep, so she won't see it. Well, the second goal goes in, and Ian Dennis explodes mm. like an absolute lunatic, and I am ready to go to war. I am like Game of Thrones, uh, the night at Winterfell. <laughs> send me in. Spoiler alert. St- st- send me in instead of Dothraki. I'll go in on my own. I'll take these these boys on one hand, me and Ghost, and be it all around me. I was ready for war. I was ready for battle. Third goal goes in a minute later, and he's losing the run of himself. Which yeah. he and like I say this all the time. Radio is unbelievable for sport. Yeah, it's the best. It is so on, especially five live. Nail it. And the fourth then goes in, and then afterwards, Kelly Cates, who's Kenny Lovace's daughter, obviously, and I love to bits, like, she thinks she's brilliant. She's on, and people are talking, and Alan Shearer can't, he doesn't know what to say, he's lost her words, his, his voice is gone. And it gets to, it's like quarter to one now, and I was thinking, I put my uniform on, going into work. I'm starting my day, because I was like, I'm not going to sleep now. That is it. Good night. Yeah, it, it, I know what you're saying, that, that comedy's unbelievable, and it, it, it always is. Ian Dennis is brilliant on, on Five Life. Um... But when you can't say it yourself, you need someone to describe it as, as best as possible for you. And obviously that's what, what the radio comedy is about. But because that's all you're focusing on uh, is the sound. It, uh, like, I, I'm sure um, Liverpool fans would get shivers listening to it. Because like, it's, it's one of those. Like, it's one of those, if you just let, uh, don't look at the pictures and listen to the Gary Neville commentary on its own about the, the Chelsea game, like, that's what... It gives me shivers all the time. Like. I listened to the Second Cavs podcast coming home today from work and their opening montage was Ian Dennis describing the goals and then mm-hmm. you'll never walk alone. And I was like, I'm going over here to see you, our niece, obviously, and have the crack. And I was tearing. And I was like, I can't walk in here. She'll think I'm a lunatic because she's only a toddler. <laughs> she's like, why is people crying? <laughs> um, of a uh, Wednesday afternoon. But yeah, it's like the whole night. I, I just like, let's just go on and win it now. You know? I, I don't care who we get in the final. I was I was about to ask you that. I want it to be Ajax. Nothing against Spurs at all on my side. Like like I'm a neutral corner. I want it to be Ajax because I, I really like this Ajax side. I want us to beat this Ajax side. 
Not in a nasty way. I just they've been so brilliant. They've beaten uh, Juventus Madrid. and Real Madrid, and now they're playing Spurs. I want them to play us, and I want everyone then to look back and say, "Well, hang on, actually, that Liverpool team didn't get lucky this year. They beat Bayern Munich. They played Porto. All right. They put out Barcelona, and now they put put out Ajax and won it. Mm-hmm. I kind of want that. Yeah. Um, well, you want to beat the best sides deep down. You do you want to beat the best sides deep down, and it's nothing against Spurs. I just I want it to be Ajax. So do I. Obviously, not for the same reason. <laughs> but and I think it will be Ajax. Um, yeah, I think it will. Yeah. Now, last night I also got the prediction right as well by pure fluke. Um, we'll put that up on social media later because <laughs> I couldn't. I actually forgot I'd done that, and yeah. you sent it in. I was like, <gasps> people, um, I'm a prophet. <laughs> I'm a prophet. Um, like I, the Anfield Index put up a tweet scoreline predictions, and I just. It just came to me like I was in Tesco just there and I just went uh, four 0 Rigi winner. <laughs> I could that's mad that that, that that's just pure utter fluke. Um, what what um, have you spoke to your dad? What was his reaction like of, of being there? What was it like? Did he describe it or? He says the, it's obviously the best. Um, he says it was the best night of his life. I'm not from my mother that. Um, or like me being born and my sister being born too. You actually know think of it. Actually, aye, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Dave. Um, but yeah, he said it's the best, and he said Anfield was the best he's ever been at in Anfield. Um, and he was uh, he was emotional too. I get that from him. Um, my mother's a cold black heart, like doesn't show emotion, <laughs> and my dad's a big emotional whale. Like he just blubbers all the time, like me, like. Yeah. Um. So I didn't mean whales inside of a whale. By the way, I meant like he's just big and he's emotional. Um. And yeah, I'm exactly the same. And, and he was obviously in bits, and he's still there now. He's coming home tomorrow, so they're just having the crack today because I think they were on the pints. All night by the sounds of it, so we could have literally done Paddy Pints last night and had forty five. Um, he he just yeah. He my dad's the most positive Liverpool fan in the world though. Like did we could have been nine nil down after the first leg, and he'd be like, "We win this," you know. Did he ten uh, nil? Did he expect it? Like did uh, not expect it? Did he? <coughs> did he think it was on the cards when it happened last week? He said to me, "Well, I'm gonna go to Liverpool. I'm gonna see Messi play." And whatever happens from there happens, right? That's the way. That's his party line. He's playing the whole all week to me. Yeah. And then, yesterday he was all like, "I think we can do this," and I was like, oh, "Right, here we go." He started early, and he's all like, "I just," and he was texting me on the way up to Anfield. He says, "This is this feels this feels a bit special here tonight, son." He was texting me, says this, and he kept saying it then before kickoff. Anfield is bouncing. I've seen it like this before. It feels a bit special. And then at half time, um, we were texting. And we both said, this is where we want to be. And then he said, we can, we'll do this. Um, I, 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 I don't know if I believe it. I, say, I, I just thought, like, we'd give it a good whirl. Give it a, a proper lash the second half. And, um, yeah, that's just... Pff. I don't know what to do with the final now as well, because I really want to go. But EasyJet have hiked the prices up to, like, of course 600, £750. Pounds and, like, anybody that knows me, like... I don't first start have that money to spend and like really and truly as much as it would be an unbelievable atmosphere and once in a lifetime maybe I'd rather have that money so I could do things at home with family and different things you know what I mean so I'm probably going to watch that at, at my house so you're all welcome around well whoever comes around <laughs> hopefully not 400 people arrive around my front door um, but yeah I, I just like you were here like when they put Barcelona out the new camp like so you know exa- you know what it feels like to go through and Mm-hmm. You don't even think you don't even care who you're playing in the final. No, um, and if Liverpool, which I think they will, um, they obviously have in the Premier League is this weekend, um, but 
that almost doesn't really matter now. You, you know, we go into Sunday it, now as a free one, kind of like it's yeah, it's um, it's probably the the perfect. Obviously, it's the perfect thing that could have happened Liverpool after you know, Man City winning on Monday night and and the you know celebrating as if they won the league. Man City, they really did. Um, obviously, just with with the drama of it and and the the state of the ridiculous goal. But if Liverpool now can sort of ride that wave and all the way until the final which they will because people won't stop talking about this for months and years um, never mind until the 1st of June but um, it will be it will be the story in the build up no matter who they play in the final it will be Liverpool have done this and whoever they are um, going to be playing will massively fear Liverpool and It'll be such a it'll be such a psychological advantage you, to have uh, something like that going into a final because Chelsea did have it too. It's the only thing I can compare it to the the one time we've won it. Um, doing that to Barcelona um, on their home patch, especially when we had to go and play the final at at Barron's home home leg uh, or with home stadium. Six players. Yeah. Um, it it looks like all the odds are absolutely stacked against you, but somehow you come through it and that's what happened to Liverpool last night because they were missing players again they um, they were getting beat 3-0 <laughs> nobody was giving them a chance the Soul City thing happened on Monday night it was all nobody I think a couple of the players said nobody gave us a chance after the game and that probably motivated them as and, well and that's why like you were saying how Liverpool go into this favourites in the 1st of June and usually beforehand before Kloppo that didn't really suit us. It might have suited us in the seventies and eighties, but I wasn't around, so I can't say. Mm. Um, but that didn't really suit us, the younger fans. Now I, I felt like it didn't suit us as a club at that time. Yeah. Now that clubs come in, and he keeps he said that a couple of times now that they're mentality monsters. I think it doesn't matter if we're favourites or underdogs in a game. This Liverpool side don't seem to care who you are. Yeah. The, the, you know they just they I, adjust I, I, to the situation. Yeah. Whatever is needed. Uh, do you know who I would love us to be playing Man City in the final first of June? Mm. And it's not it's nasty thing against Man City. They could win the league here on Sunday and, and you're just like, what a what a fucking team. Mm. But I'd love us to play them. And I think it would just be, what a, that would be such a final. Uh, and they've come out afterwards now since since Monday night and they start, the players starting to say things like, Liverpool have made us this good. We're so respectful. We're such a brilliant side. Pep saying it's the second best side he's ever faced all this year. Blah, blah, blah. blah and there's... Um, which is not really nice saying they all said it, but I bet you deep down inside last night when we won four 0 the blue half of Manchester was probably going, "Oh, would you just piss clean off?" Yeah, cause the red it, half seemed to be all like, "You know what, lads, that thirties." Yeah, but they can't do much more to be fair to them. Yeah. But um, Six. yeah, it's probably it kind of ruined their moment in a way. Um, well, but you, you said you and Johnny said on the show the other night, and we'll finish up soon, obviously, because. Um, we don't want to talk too long. People, we know people only like a podcast for a certain amount of time. I would have it on for four hours. It wouldn't bother me. <laughs> um, you were saying the other night that who's had the better season? If City win the league on Sunday and say the domestic treble and Liverpool win the European Cup on the 1st of June, who's had the better season? It's 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 not it's not as far off as I don't as have think, an answer like, really. Like, uh, it's not as far off as you think. No. Because Liverpool have... Um, the points tally that they have and just, Man City have won three trophies that they wanted but the one they didn't they wanted the most will be going on Anfield if, if Liverpool win it yeah 
and if Man City win it, the one Liverpool probably wanted the most at the start of the, it, it's that's football. Like. And now that tur- it's flicks on its head now. Yeah. You know, on only that result last night does that. Like if we are playing Roma again and we go through, everyone's like, yeah, we're through the Champions League final. But oh, the league was in our grasp. But because we had to come back and beat Barcelona like they did and we did or whatever, and I said as if I was involved and do that, then it's all like, no, let's go get old big here and bring him home again. Yeah. And give him a big hug and a big cuddle. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the oh, and only sport can do that. Football. <laughs> a lot of people say football, like it's yeah, I'll say it as well. Only only football can do that. Like it's it just is wild. Yeah. And um yeah, what a brilliant, brilliant night. And your predictions for tonight, what do you think? Um quickly I well, I I, I want Spurs to be get absolutely hammered like um nice. but i think son coming back um will help them massively i just think ajax will have slightly too much for them um and they will score at least one i think it'll be two uh two one ajax yeah um i, I want ajax to go through and i think they will yeah um spurs just i i think i actually said it before the bournemouth game that they look tired and they look worn out and they look like a team who don't have squad players like Origi. Um But Chelsea didn't either when they won it. Yeah. They did have the day of Drogba, to be fair. Yeah. And why Matt actually. But, uh, you know. Different They, they were, they were def- absolutely deflated too, Chelsea at the time. But they weren't absolutely burnt out in their feet because these players hadn't been playing all season. They had actually used the squad. It's just yeah. these players weren't up to the calibre. Yeah. I, I, yeah, we watched that game on, on Saturday and Spurs looked... Chinned, they didn't look themselves. They looked bait. They looked worn out. Yeah, I, I, I think as well if they go out tonight, if they take a hammer tonight, that game against Everton is. Yeah, they'll need to they'll need to watch themselves that they don't get don't have any equal swing in the Premier League. Nope. Which would be interesting for the other two lads. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, thank you very much for your reaction. No worries. You hosted a podcast. Yeah. Respect, brother. Thank you. Uh, no worries. Um, I'm not sure if we'd be doing a show tomorrow night because I don't really think it's fair to try and pull the two lads away from watching their teams in, in a European semi-final. Um, but we'll be back definitely on Sunday with a reaction to the league. <laughs> yeah, reaction to the league. And um, just look out in the future, we're going to be doing a massive... Um, we're going to do at least an hour, maybe an hour and a half show Um on a view of the entire Premier League season yeah. um, and sort of try and break down as many teams as we can and as many issues, relegation, title race, top four, um, what's gone right and what's gone wrong for teams. So look out for that, should be a good one. Yeah, and as always, get us on Twitter and Facebook at The Sports Babble. Check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Subscribe, please. Turn on your notifications. To our YouTube channel. There's going to be more coming on YouTube over the summer and the start of next season, it's going to go big. Yep. Um, and folks, uh, enjoy tonight's football and keep re-watching Liverpool last night because it was class. <laughs> Good luck.